Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I'm Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Kate Monday from Google join us. Kate, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Yeah, hello. First of all, thank you so much for having me. How exciting to be here and an introduction to me. So I guess a bit about what I do. I help transform people and brands by educating them on how to communicate their story effectively. So I do this, I'm a communications coach. I've got my own company, Out the Box Speakers, and I'm also a creative business partner for Google. I'll just, I'll elaborate on that because I think it's really funny and ironic really that I am in communications and storytelling. I've always really loved storytelling actually, but communication has been something that actually I used to really struggle with. So to tell you a little bit more about that, so speaking particularly was my number one fear. So I actually always talk about how it's funny I've turned my fear into now my career. It was basically been a long journey from being a very much an introverted individual born into this big family of extroverts who didn't understand me. (laughs) I'm dyslexic. And yeah, like I said, just shied away from communication a lot growing up. And it was only then really getting into the working world that I started to really understand the importance of it and how much it could do for me if I was able to master this skill of communication. So it's really been a bit of a bit of a whirlwind, bit of a journey, but it was nine years ago that I joined Google and that's when I joined our sales organization. And, and since then they've really given me a platform really to educate myself and now to help educate others in storytelling and speaking. So I mostly, I coach and I work with, of course, our brands, but in terms of individuals, it it tend to fall within three buckets, really. It's like people who want to speak themselves. So that's either like getting up on stage or radio or even podcasts, you know, or they want to perhaps climb the corporate ladder to get a promotion at work. And they understand that communication is going to be a really important factor to that. Or perhaps they want to like we're talking about now, become better sellers, communicate their products or services more effectively as well. So yeah, hopefully that gives you a bit more of an insight into to what I do. It does, Kate. Thank you so much. And from one introvert to another, I am excited oh. to have you here on the podcast. <laughs> now, you talked a lot about storytelling in your introduction, and it is one of your key areas of expertise. To start, I'd love to understand from your perspective, why is storytelling so critical in sales? Mm, yeah, right. So I guess to give you an idea, I, like I said, I started with Google nine years ago in our sales team. And of course, Google is known for our masses of data. And, and I, that's how I started selling was with data, right? It's like, this actually makes sense for somebody, then surely they should buy the product or service that we're offering. But that's not quite the case. And then I've 
throughout those nine years really come to recognize that actually, of course, we are emotive beings. When we make decisions, we feel something first, you know, how does that make me feel? Ooh. And that's why advertising right, works, right? Because it's, they, we play into love and fear, these two big emotions. And, and then we rationalize something. And so actually when we're telling somebody facts and figures, it's only ignites two different parts of a person's brain. Whereas if you start to story tell and you play into those emotions, you start to ignite seven different parts of their brains. So you can understand, right? There's proof in the pudding there that that's why storytelling is so important. It helps us relate and connect to other people, to, to products and brands. And that's really what we want. We want that connection. We want to feel like somebody understands us and our needs, and they're going to deliver an effective uh, solution for us. And obviously, of course, in selling, a key part of that is, is relationships, isn't it? So storytelling and relationships, well, we know these all go hand in hand. Even if we're out with our friends, we're storytelling with our partners, we're at work, we're constantly telling stories. So it, yeah, it's a critical part of sales. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Kate, what would you say, though, are some common mistakes that sellers might make when they're trying to convey value to buyers? And and how can better storytelling help them overcome these challenges? I think, first of all, not hooking your audience in the first place. So it really is when we speak, people really only care about what's in it for them, to be honest. <laughs> they just want to know, like, just tell me how to be better. Tell me what I need to know to not make the mistakes you've made or to, you know, to actually be successful or whatever it is. So it's how do we add value to someone's life? I think that's the very first thing that we need to do is to call that out. You know, this is what I can do to improve your life and, and make it look however you want it to look. So that initial hook, and there's, I talk about there's multiple different hooks in the, in the first stages. So even like the title of your email, you know, the subject line of your email, that is also a hook. The title of your speech, the very first words that exit your lips really because it actually takes five seconds. And that's why, you know, the skip button on YouTube is after that five seconds, because that's the amount of time it takes for somebody to decide whether they're going to actually listen to you or not. So I think that's one of the most common mistakes as people, I guess we get excited, don't we? We just get away with ourselves and start speaking, but it's really, it's not about you as a seller or a speaker, it's about your audience and it's about how you can help them. So I think delivering value first is really important. That'd be my first one. Then I'd say that we get into this trap of highlighting features rather than benefits. And again, it comes back to that added value, doesn't it? But we're really good at listing off, oh, you know, it, it does this, it's shiny, it's cool, it, you know, it has all these fun things. But what does that mean? Like, what's the so what behind that? You know, yes, okay, it might be shiny, but what does that mean to someone's life? Like, how can that make it better? Again. And then the next one I'd say 
and, and it's going back to that relationships. It's that relatability and that connection. Really, throughout my sales career, I don't really see it as selling. It's like I'm just connecting with people and helping them and building relationships. And actually, somebody said this to me at a networking event the other day, and they said that the difference between contracts and contacts is the letter R, which stands for relationships. And I really do think that you said you can't, you know, get those contracts without having good contacts, which you have great relationships with. And I think that's so true. So, and again, the way that we can build better relationships with our clients is, is through storytelling. It's about opening up, letting them in, showing them that you are a real human person, just like them, and that you perhaps have things in common and you can start to build those relationships and those connections. And then the selling comes later, right? It's actually people do business with people and they'll invest in you as a person before the product or, or service or feature that you're about to, to tell them. So they're my three things. So the hook at the start, highlighting the benefits again and delivering value. And then it's about relationships. I think those things are absolutely critical in good storytelling. Mm. On that note, I would also love your advice because we are looking into understanding what good looks like. What does good storytelling look like in sales? In other words, what are some key best practices that sellers should leverage in their conversations with buyers? What does good storytelling look like in sales? So I guess there's all these like, you know, common patterns, aren't they? It depends what that selling looks like and what platform you're doing it. And is it a presentation? Is it, you know, a, a podcast? Is it a video? Whatever that looks like. Of course, you're going to tweak the way that you actually tell that story and, and you know, be intentional about what uh, part of that story you are telling. But I think, again, to reiterate, to start off with, it's really about why they should care on the very first instance. And that being upfront and center, if we think about, you know, a, a normal pitch and how that goes, the first thing is hooking them in, why should you listen? Then we kind of pre-frame them. So we talk about, that's why we set agendas. So we is you know, adult learning theory, this is what I'm going to tell you. So perhaps, again, if we think about that's why you introduce characters, you set the scene, don't you? you that's preparing people for what they're about to uh, receive. Then you've actually got, and, and of course, again, if you're, if, again, if this is a presentation, it's like different to a video perhaps, but if it's a presentation, then you might go into explain why you're the best person to deliver that information to them you know and that you you are an expert and you do really care and you're there to to help them and that's the problem that you're going to solve for them today then you get into the obviously the crux of the story don't you so that's when you actually can start to uncover things and we call that at google the messy middle and then of course at the end you'll come to some quite kind of resolution or conclusion toward the end but really I think in this there's many different ways in which you can tell that story it's just really understanding like what is the objective I think first and foremost or what is the story that you want to tell to them how do you want them to 
feel, think and do out the back of you telling that story? Is it that you want them to make a purchase or is it just that you want them to actually, you know, give them some information so they're a bit more knowledgeable on something? And of course, that story might look slightly different depending on what the objective is. And then, you know, what's the right format as well to tell that story? So is it perhaps a quite a, a bit of a longer educational piece or is it actually just something that's quite quick that you might be able to deliver in a, like I said, a video or a, a quick explanation? Or So it's really understanding, again, the use case for it, going back to that objective, how you deliver that in the most impactful way. And it really is about bringing them on the journey with you. Again, so don't go after the money necessarily. I think that's really important. I think if you're doing the right thing for the customer, that's the most important thing. That's number one. And then, of course, you have to be passionate about what you're selling. Like I chose to work for Google because I think it's a fantastic organization. I believe in the product. So it was easy to sell for me because it just came naturally. And that's it. When you're passionate, like passion's infectious. People love it when you're passionate. They just like want to hear more from you. So I think if you go after your passion and you're being true to yourself, then then money will flow, right? If you're doing the right thing and you're being passionate and then bring them on that journey with you. So be really open and honest with them. Be human, be relatable. And I think the sales will speak for themselves off the back of that. I love that. And I think that's a fantastic description of what good storytelling looks like. What role does sales enablement specifically play in helping sellers improve their storytelling? Yeah. So again, so it really is about educating, isn't it? People through this sales process. And I think, yeah, we're natural storytellers storytelling and sales come hand in hand really they do and we're natural storytellers we this is nothing new we you know whether we were carving <laughs> into 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 caves back in the day or drawing with all the forms of storytelling however of course we can all be better at these things as well and i think i'm living proof that it's not something that came naturally to me speaking. I did enjoy storytelling. Was I good at it? I think it's definitely been a working progress. So, and that's that's it. I've currently got nine coaches at the moment. And, you know, some of the biggest business men and women, you know, have many, many different coaches. And that's there's a good reason for that because modeling behaviors, learning from people who have been through that and have been successful in something and are then passing on their knowledge is really important. So that's something that I implore is if you haven't already got a coach, go and get one. (laughs) Set out your objectives, what do you want to learn and achieve with them and and make sure you see that through. I think that's the the first thing is taking accountability and saying, yes, you know, I want to be better at this. Second of all, then actually taking action on that and doing it is always the first time that you do something is the hardest, but then when you keep doing it, it becomes easier and easier. And it's that repetition. The more that you storytell, the more that you speak, the more that you sell, 
the easier it becomes. And obviously, then you start to perfect it, don't you? You start to become better and better at it. And it becomes more natural. It's like, it's like riding a bike. The first time you get on it, you might fall off. And then it becomes something that is just automatic. You get on, you don't even think about it because you're just a natural. And so, yeah, I do implore not just organizations to lean into storytelling and understanding the importance of that in selling and communication, but also the individual as you as yourself take ownership uh, of your own career, of your own life and, and get a coach, enable yourself. I love that advice. You have a lot of experience helping brands with their video storytelling strategies. Based on your expertise here, how can sales teams leverage video and other content formats to essentially help them tell a more compelling story to their buyers? I know that video can be is a great tool, right? It's a, a booming platform for pre-recorded content of course which could be great to if you do need to sell it send over materials perhaps that's you know showing them what good looks like or guiding your buyer through a process perhaps that's an amazing way to engage them and it gives them a nice resource that they can house on their internal site so they can look back at the content as well But I also, I think in terms of selling, for me personally, real-time selling, and if you do have to do that on video, uh, there really are some some key ways to do that. I think the, the thing that we all probably can relate to is when people turn off their cameras on that video call, and that then you become this faceless screen that, number one, you're presenting to, and then also um, receiving information it just becomes then very inhumane and it's not that's what we want to try and get away from so one of the things I do is in every meeting that I take I really do try and build in a good like five to ten minutes at the start to break down those walls of communication and really get that flowing so again and it's all really about like leading with vulnerability for me and letting people in to show them that I am a human and that, you know, how can I get somebody to connect and resonate with me as quickly as possible? So I do things, I do lots of things around the setup at home and what's in my background. So I think that it's a great, the the setup around you is a great opportunity to show people different facets of, of you so I'll, I'll put objects on the shelf behind me that have great stories or that show, a, you know, reflect a bit of per, my personality. And often people will say, oh, what, you know, what is that behind you? And then it starts a really great, it's a good opportunity to go, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, people do comment on that, actually. And then you get to tell them the story. And then once you get them laughing and then their barriers are broken down, and that's when you can you know, leave them with something memorable that they'll remember you by. But also perhaps they'll say, oh, you know, the same thing happened to me or actually I've got a similar story. And again, you then you create that resonance, that connection. And that's where you can get to start to build those relationships. And like I'm going back to time and time again, it really is about relationship building. That is what sales for me 
is about. So actually, yes, the, it can be a little bit more challenging over video sometimes when we're selling, but actually there are some, some key differences that we can lean into. Like you don't get that kind of opportunity at work. You have a blank canvas behind you, right? You don't get to dictate that. But actually when you're at home and you're presenting and, and selling over video call, that's a really unique opportunity that we can utilize. I think so as well. Last question for you, Kate. I have loved this topic, by the way. This has been extremely informative for me. But but last last question for you. Your favorite motto is everyone is your teacher, meaning you can learn something from anyone. To conclude, how do you think this mindset influences how you approach storytelling? And how can sellers apply that mindset to their interaction with buyers? Mm, definitely. I think mindset and attitude is everything. And to be specific, positive mindset. And that's what I really do implore in all the work that I do. I try and integrate that into everything. So the coaching, for example, like I go in there already having visualized that coaching session being successful. I know it's going to be transformational for my client. I see them at the end of that coaching session with a big smile on their face, having loved the session, telling me how much they've learned and grown through the experience. And that's it. I think it's going in with that mindset that it's already going to be a success. I think going and, and pre-framing and reframing, you know, my clients, I'm their number one fan. I just want to help them succeed. And that's it. And it's about, again, delivering that value. How do we help others? And going back to my motto, everyone is my teacher. It's because you know, I learn also in these processes. So I'm grateful for these opportunities. Every time I go into a, a storytelling or a selling situation, not only am I able to give back, but I'm also learning and growing and developing myself. And it's a part of my journey. You know, we're living in one big narrative. It's your, your narrative. You're the author. This is your book. And you get to make it a really good book that's worth reading. So why not make it like a really fun, positive book and have that attitude? I love that approach. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.